Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Legal fees, it's like the boogeyman in family laws. It's everything, you. everybody knows about it, but nobody's seen it or wants to talk about it. So today we're going to go into the cost of anything when seeing a lawyer based off the information given on the FCFCOA website, but mum is going to explain how it is slightly different for each lawyer. But it is a good thing to have a look at and learn about what the cost could be for any task that you ask a lawyer to do and also what the cost of going to court is. So we're going to run through all of that and then we're going to talk about how you could dispute your fees if it comes across as something you think is not fair. Welcome, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. So I, when it comes to fees of any type and money in general, I stick my head in the sand. I'm a head sand sticker, (laughs) an ostrich or whatever it is, and I feel like Ironically, even though I've been through my divorce, I still am unaware of how much things cost because I just didn't even look at the bills. I was so terrified. But if I had looked at the bills, I think it may have changed my approach to my divorce and may have saved me some money. Do you think? It may have. But when you're going through divorce, sometimes you're not in a position to do your own work. Yes. But our lovely listeners, if they've come to listen to listen to the podcast, you are obviously being proactive about mm. your case. Mm. So this is, you know, Laurie, you called it a boogeyman. Not only has no one really sure what it is, but every single person's scared of it. Mm. So you weren't alone. Yeah. Well, and I don't mean doing it myself. I mean, if I'd seen how much it costs for a lawyer to read a hundred words of my email, I might have reduced my email to 50 words. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's all lumped into one email at the end of the week or something. Yes. But it is. I think it's important. And I know we stress this a lot to everybody who listens to our podcast and who does our course to ask for the fees up front to know what it is that it's going to cost them. And is it just not normal for lawyers to do that? Or is it, well, I don't understand. Yes. So there's kind of a cringe factor. Right. You've got someone in your office who's in desperate need of assistance Mm. and you go, of course, of course. Now let's talk about money. Mm. There's kind of that disconnect for people. And when I was young, I really found it hard. I had to actually have a script for it. And, oh, wow. and yeah, because I couldn't work out how to segue into that. So, you know, most of our listeners will go and see a lawyer for a first time, mm. usually at a reduced fixed fee. Yes. And, and I reckon that's when you work out if you can work with that lawyer. Yeah. And also the lawyer is working out if they want you as a client, you know. So, so there's no menu board really, is there? There's not a – you walk into a lawyer firm and it's got menu, um, <laughs> one-hour service, uh, affidavit, I'll read your documents for it's, this month. You mean like getting your nails? And today's set, special. Gel tip. Again. Yeah, so no, that, that's not, not a thing. No, it's not. Like – it, it's really not. No. So maybe it's a good idea if lawyers find it hard to broach it with someone who's upset. Maybe it's a good idea if you are going for your first time to ring up and say, how much will one session with your lawyer cost? Most people will know that. that okay. That's usually a fixed fee and it's often half what their normal rate is. Right. So use that one hour wisely. And we talk about that in, in the, the course, course about yeah. how you do the documents. But yes, you know, if my clients ever raised it in an initial consultation about costs, I was so pleased to mm-hmm. be able to address the cost because yes. otherwise it feels heartless to yeah. talk about money. Yeah. But it's good for everybody. So that, mm. yes, yeah, so I was taught like my little script was to giving them the option to continue or not. You know, those initial 
meetings, you're not bound to stay with that lawyer. Mm. And so I would say if we continue, then this will be our hourly rate. This is what goes into trust, da-da-da. Okay, can you explain trust as well? Okay. So so people go in, they see a lawyer for a one-off fixed fee, uh, and then the lawyer says, you know, it's up to you whether you want to continue with me, but if you continue with me, this is what you need to do. We need three and a half thousand dollars. Three and a half thousand dollars into trust. Okay. So what's trust? Okay. So if lawyers have their own business account, the general account, and they pay for their printers. And this is Australia. This is in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So they pay for their wages. They pay their printing printer. You know, all their rent and everything out of. They have a separate account under the Trust Act in Queensland, but it's similar in every state mm-hmm. that. The client's money is in and you must not touch that money. So it's regulated, it's audited by the law societies in every state. And uh, like, you know, if you can earn interest on it? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't earn interest, Uh, it just sits there. And the lawyers must not take any of it out unless they've got authority to do so. So you you say, if you want to come to me, you've got to give us $3,000 in trust. Why do you say that? Why not just give them a bill? Because you can't repossess a divorce. Right. So we've thought kind of um, in the old days, I think a lot of people did that. Mm. And then they, they, the lawyers would not get any money in. Awkward. Don't want to talk about it. Then you send the person a bill and the person goes, what? I can't afford $3,000. You didn't tell me it was going to be that much. Mm. So the court has tightened things up and we as lawyers are required to give um, an explanation of costs to our client. Okay. And we also are required to give them a copy of the scale of costs, which we'll talk about later. Yep. This is a murky subject you've chosen, I Laura. know, but someone's going to talk oh. about it because I really wish someone had explained it to me. And, look, I had a basic understanding of trust accounts because I used to help work in the office with yes. you when I was in high school and in uni. <clears throat> to a lot of people, this retainer, I think there's the American term, Or trust account. So that is something that happens where they won't do any work for you until that money is in trust. And then when you bill them. You still pay. You you bill them and the money comes out of the trust account money that you've already paid. Yes. And they must then top up that trust account. Right. So that's how we do it. um, And a lot of firms do it. Other firms might say, this money in trust is for your last bill. Mm. So you just pay all our bills as we send them to you oh. uh, because it, it's it's an awkward situation because once you start along the court process, mm. the lawyer has certain obligations, whether you're, you're keen to pay for it or not, on your behalf. They mu- things must be done. Mm. This document must be produced. That document must be sent to the other side. And all the time, the, the you know, the money cost is, is building up. Mm. So it's um, so the court has and the law societies have in each state have tried to get us to be more proactive with accounts mm. uh, to explain what the costs will be. Uh, for example, every cost agreement, at least in Queensland, and I suspect in other states as well, where you're agreeing to fees that are actually higher than you would get that the court has set as a kind of minimum fee. You have to sign that document to say you're going to pay extra, but attached to the document is the current recommended costs recommended by the court so you can make a comparison. Right. But I don't know anyone who charges at scale. Right. So we are going to look at the scale costs and we're going to go through each little possible thing a lawyer could do for you and how much 
um, is said to be charged, but most lawyers, you're saying, do charge more than that, and that's what that cost thing agreement, agreement you have to sign. S- okay, yeah, and you I don't think, have to sign it. Oh, okay, you don't have to sign, but if if you want to keep working with them, you have to that's sign right. it. That's right. If you, if and you I continue. think it's important to note to go woo back up a bit. So people put money into trust, mm. and they say, "I can act for you, but you need to put three thousand dollars in trust account." Mm. In some people's minds, they'd go, oh, $3,000, that's all this is going to cost. Fantastic. Or, oh, my goodness, $3,000, that's how much it's going to cost. But that's actually not what it's going to cost. That's just the initial amount of money so they'll start working to get the working get to it, yeah. so to keep that in mind everybody if that you know if they say did oh you think that? I, I don't know i think i know some people that did so and and you need to keep track of it so what we're going to do is talk about the different costs that you can be charged with and then we're going to talk about what you can do if you want to dispute it yep okay all right let's go through this let's go pretending um our imaginary client or mm-hmm. listener today who hasn't been to a lawyer yet goes in to see a lawyer the first one's a fixed fee yes. so let's leave that one so out a few hundred dollars okay in an hour and you're not bound by anything okay and then say from that meeting the lawyer has to write a letter well to the other side yeah, if you instruct them to do so yeah okay so let's go through some of these so, we've got so we're, we're assuming aren't we you've had your first visit yep and then you've signed um, a cost agreement yes. or not, um, and uh, you've instructed your lawyer to take the next steps. Okay. All right. So the costs for lawyers work, drafting a document hmm. other than a letter, so this is not a letter, and these aren't court documents hmm. yet, are they? Uh, yeah, it oh, is. Oh, they could be, yeah. yeah, is $23.55 per 100 words. Yes. Or... If you've got a scale of costs, yes, it could be. So, say the average fee I think is about four hundred and fifty dollars an hour for lawyers. Right. I know of people who are charging a thousand dollars an hour, which seems obscene. And that so twenty three fifty five is what the court says you can per a hundred words per a hundred words. Yes. yes, and we used to count up the words. Oh my god! Or if you're on a, um, a costs agreement, it'll usually be. How many six-minute units? Okay. And that might be one unit per 100 words, I would have thought. All right. So that other cost down the bottom, time spent by a lawyer Mm. um, on work, and it's got it there as $179.14 per hour. So that isn't... Most people charge double that at least. Okay. So most people are charging around $400 an hour. $500. $500 an hour. Okay. So you're charging per per hour. And so a lot of lawyers don't charge per words anymore. A lot of us don't. Okay. We do it per minute. I was thinking there might be some clever hack (laughs) to make sure you're always under 100 words. No. We, um, well, you know, I remember we used to build files like that. Mm. uh, And you count a hundred words. We actually literally used to count the words with tally marks and yeah. then give an amount. Mm. The thing was, if someone wanted a bill, it would take a couple of days for the secretaries or someone to it get it. It cost you to get the bill done. <laughs> I don't no. think we charge no. for that. Okay. But now with with uh, our systems, with mm. our on our computer programs, we can print out a bill at any time. Okay. And I think most firms are like that now. All right. So the drafting the documents according to this website, but uh, which is the family court website, but you're saying everybody's usually double. Mm. Drafting and producing a letter. So that might be just a letter to the other side saying, dear such and such, we now act for Mary. Okay. So that's uh, probably the first letter that and, would be sent that's out. Right. And please direct all future correspondence to us. Mm. And then I might have said, and don't take any steps 
against our client's interests without notifying us. Right. So you're saying a hundred words. That would be about fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the scale on this says twenty seven, most lawyers charge double. Okay. And then um then say the lawyers write back. Mm-hmm. The reading a document, according to this, is $11 per 100 words. I wish someone would pay me $11 per 100 words. So do they charge that in, in words or hours? We charge that in minutes as minutes? well. Minutes? Okay. I think I need to say something here. Okay, please say something here. <laughs> I think I need to say this. Lawyers can only charge for reading a document once. Okay. And they have to read it from the top left-hand corner, every word, and absorb it because if they miss something Mm. you would be suing them saying you should have read that document right so it's and the scale of fees in my experience the people who don't charge much for family law Mm. probably spend a lot more time on doing things than someone who's very savvy with family law right and so you Getting the cheapest hourly rate might not ultimately be the best option for you. So you're saying half the reason why this it's so expensive to read something is because you're paying for the lawyer's knowledge and and it's trusting you. them to know that they've read it and that they know what they're doing yep. as opposed to a lawyer who might just scan a letter mm-hmm. and just go, oh, whatever, and put it down and then Absol- forget about it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And And when it comes to court, when there's like, 100-page affidavits and things like that, you're saying you can only charge once for reading it? We can only charge once But you once probably read it. it about a million times before court. We, I dare say we do. And okay. we file it, we keep a track of it, and when you're doing your affidavit, the lawyer goes, oh, we've got that mm-hmm. document they sent us. They admitted that in a letter, we'll attach it. So it, it's not as... I know, it's, you're paying for the expertise, not the reading of the letter. I know you're trying to make a justification, <laughs> but um, yes, I get it. Okay, sure, right. Well, yes, put it this way: if I read the letter, mm-hmm. um, and it, then you're getting thirty-five years of experience, yes, and I wouldn't forget I've got it, yes. Uh, whereas if uh, maybe a very junior, junior, junior lawyer mm. read it, they might not understand all the ramifications. Yes, mm. okay. Or if you if you read it yourself, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So you get charged for drafting a document. You get charged for drafting a letter. You get charged for reading a document. You got, get charged $8 for producing a document. What does producing a document mean? It's very old-fashioned, isn't it? Printing it out. Oh, you just get charged for printing. Yep. Okay. And then photocopying is yes. 92 cents a page. A page. And is that double in the real world? Like, I love how this is... This is like the boogeyman, um, uh, what we call it, light, boogeyman light. But <laughs> boogeyman real is your cost agreement that you're going to get from your lawyer and you're saying that photocopying is usually about $2. I don't know. I think I've seen is. $2.50 for photocopying oh, actually. You? Yes, well, I have. So in Queensland at least, the Legal Services Commission make it the case that a lawyer has to prove it costs that much. Right. But you think about that. That's the secretary's time. Can I ask them, why are they photocopying anything when everything is online? Can I just tell you? Yes. These are new scales, of course. Right. And sometimes I think the court is behind the times. Because I'm running completely paperless now. Yes. Uh, 
I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be a scale of cost for telegrams and Morse code. Fax, faxes. <laughs> or, uh, faxes? Is there faxes Unless on there? there used to be. So, okay, so basically what is there a way that one of our listeners who's going to a lawyer who's trying to cut down on their costs mm. could cut down on photocopying? Because that's a lot of money for one page. Yes. How can you cut well, that down? I think check that your lawyer is running a paperless office. Okay. Um, so and that's something to look that's for something in a lawyer. To look for. Are you running a paperless office? Because that's going to save me a butt. Absolutely. And okay. then if you're emailing to the client, to the lawyer, mm-hmm. you don't want a law firm who's going to print it out mm. and then put it on a file. Yes. Paper file, not in these days. Right. It needs to be electronic. You need to, and and you should, if you're sending court documents, mm-hmm. no, sorry, disclosure documents to the lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about in another podcast how to set that out So with, with hyperlinks so it never gets printed out. Okay. And I just did a trial in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, I wasn't the barrister in it, but the barrister and the judge and me, we're all using iPads and okay. you know, so yeah, the it air cloud. We, yes. and, and normally I would have to lug loads of paper, but we just didn't. Okay. So make sure that the, the lawyer that you're going for isn't going to charge you for that kind so of stuff. up to date. And I yeah. think this is really important to notice as well is time reasonably spent by a lawyer on work requiring the skill of a lawyer is one different fee to time reasonably spent by a lawyer or by a clerk of a lawyer. So the difference in those two prices, so one is 276 which would be around $400 real world, and 179 which would be around 300 dollars ish real world, real world yeah. so you're saying there's two different fees even if the lawyer does work that's not needed a lawyer to do work it could have been a clerk that's charged less yes. even though the lawyer does it that's right it should be is there some way you can hack that I, I know that sometimes people ring up the secretary a lot or the personal assistant a lot rather than the lawyer okay uh, to get some information across yeah and that's quite helpful I mean you you um you don't always need to speak to the lawyer. Oh, There's so you a lot up- of stuff your assistant can do. Ah, okay. So avoid photocopying at all costs. Make sure your lawyer's doing that. And then maybe if you can, try and talk to the secretaries more than you talk to the lawyer. Yeah. So on administrative stuff like, oh, you know, here's this such and such that Lynn wanted, right? Um, send it to the secretary. They don't actually charge usually for just forwarding those things on. What that really captures in most practices, is people who are like doing mechanical things like making a list of documents or or something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now that sounds like the most boring topic we could have ever talked about, but at least we've covered those little bits first because mm. that's important. Now comes to the um, court fees, document preparation court fees. So we've got to do an initiating or an opposing an application up to the completion of the first court date. And they're saying that is about $2,512. Plus. Plus the daily hearing fee. And the daily hearing. $342 for a short one. Mention, yep. $1,250 for a half day or $2,500 for a full day. Yep. So you add those two together, about five, six grand. And then if your solicitor is acting. So six grand just to do an initiating application and go and do the day. Yes, but more than that, because a lot of people will take a barrister on that first day. Right. And there might be a barrister's fee attached. If not, and a solicitor does the advocacy themselves, sometimes there is a a 50% uplift in the daily hearing fee, so another 1200 on top of that. What the hell? Well, because a lawyer 
if the solicitor is going to court and representing you, uh, making submissions, yeah, you know, arguing the case, then they're acting like a barrister. So they're entitled to get a little bit of an extra fee for that because they've saved you the cost of a barrister. All right. That's giving me heart palpitations. So let's go back one step. Okay. Pretend we haven't done initiating application yet and they're following our course and they've done their negotiations in letters and they're going to mediation. According to this, mm. mediation, including preparation, I mean, this is a conciliation conference, so technically it's the court-ordered one, but imagine you were doing the one mm. before. It's roughly $2,093. Yeah. Is that accurate or would it be double? It'd be more than that. Okay. Yeah. So it's still cheaper to go to the mediation. Oh, absolutely. So basically what you're doing is you're going to the mediation and paying about four or $6,000 for that. And then if that doesn't work, then you go do your initiating application in court and that's going to cost you about $6,000. Mm, I think that's a good figure, probably about that. Right. And that's just going to get you to your first day. And that's really. not even that's not, not even, even the actual trial. trial or anything. Yeah. I'm a bit too scared to look at the trial, Mum, but should we look at the trial? Yes. Okay, so... You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. Register now for our free webinar to help you make the best decision for your future. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. I'm a bit too scared to look at the trial, Mum, but should we look at the trial? Yes. Okay, so... Preparation for final hearing, if it's a one-day matter, is 5,353. So you're saying that's double? About usually? that, yes. Preparation 20. for two okay. days is 6,600. Mm-hmm. Um, and preparation for final hearing and each additional day after the second hearing is 1,500. So let's just assume you're having a three-day matter. Yeah. So it's six six. $6,637 and $1,422 mm. to get up to there. Plus, you've got to go. So a final hearing, daily hearing fee is 2800 And what's this advocacy loading? Oh, that's what I was talking about. If a solicitor does your trial or you're instead inter- of a barrister, instead of a barrister, yeah, they, they get a charge you an ex- extra fifty percent. Well, it's very stressful, and you save because you haven't had to pay for a barrister. Because look at their hourly rates. Okay, well, before we do that, yeah. if you do have a barrister, then they have to go and have a conference with your barrister. Yeah, and that's seven hundred twenty-one dollars now. If it's a QC, and if it's a junior a KC now, it's I guess three hundred eighty-four an hour. Okay. And then the solicitor gets paid two seventy seven an hour to come with you. And they get paid seven hundred six dollars for two hours of travel. Yeah. I don't think anyone everyone's turned this podcast episode <laughs> off, Mum. I think we've turned well, everyone well, it's away. It's good to know that oh your lawyers God, do. So it's good to get a lawyer near near the courts because they are charging you. To, right. Because they're out of office. Yeah. And they could be doing work, you know, so they're not allowed to charge you as if they were doing work. Yeah. But they are losing time and losing money. Okay. And so they have to charge something for travel. So there's a hack. If you want to save yourself $706, and do they charge double for that? 
or do they follow that fee? Uh, oh, they touch a bit more, I think. Bloody hell. So if you want to avoid the more than two hours travel for agent fees and traveling costs, find a lawyer's that's near a, near the court. If it's more than two hours travel, yeah. But jeepers. Okay. All right. Well, that's another good hack we wouldn't have found if we stopped <laughs> looking. All right. So do we want to keep looking? Uh, look, if people are still listening, maybe they do. All right. So let's look at the barrister's fees. If you're going to have a barrister, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. So just working on documents is about, so if you get a good, uh, the, the most amazing one you can get, it's mm-hmm. going to be about to $900 per hour. To go to a conference, that's usually lasts for an hour. But look at the next one. If you go to court for less than three hours, like an interim hearing, then it's between $500 and $3,796 to get a QC, or it's between $300 and $1,330. So I would say maybe it's better not to get, to get the QC. The case only get one if you need one. Only get one if you need one. Okay. And then hearings and trials, if you have the King's Council, which like are the top, mm-hmm. top-notch top guys and ladies, they're anywhere between two and $7,000. Um, but if you just get a normal barrister, they're between two and $3,000 a day. Mm. And then you get to pay them to go and hear the judgment. Can well, you hack that? Yes, you can sort of sack them before the judgment Because do you need down. to do anything in a judgment? Well, the, the court judge may have some options for you, but you would have time after getting the judgment mm. uh, because you might want to appeal or something like that. But once the judgment's being delivered, there's no arguing. You just take that on the chin. You just stand there and listen. Mm-hmm. So if you want to save yourself some dollars, yep. get advice, always legal advice first before you make that decision, but it might save you money to get the judgment yourself. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Now let's look at just the basic divorce. Okay. So this is an uncontested divorce. So there's one where they're not fighting you. This yes. So this is a divorce, which is the the actual getting the document that unmarries you. Okay. So you can marry again. If your lawyer is employed another lawyer to attend court and there is a child under eighteen, it'll cost you one thousand one hundred and sixty seven dollars. Mm-hmm. And if there's no child, it'll only cost you eight hundred and sixty-eight. Yeah. And if the lawyer did not employ another lawyer, it's one thousand and ninety-seven. If the lawyer did not employ another lawyer and there's no children, it's only eight hundred and nineteen. And if the lawyer did not attend court for the hearing, it's only seven hundred and five. But that's not including the actual price of filing at the moment. And we as we speak, it's a thousand dollars. So to we file. we haven't in minds of costs. If anyone's listening and wondering about this, we haven't actually discussed what the actual application fees and filing fees are this is just the cost of your lawyer doing documents yes so they call they call the money you pay a lawyer costs they call the money you pay the court fees oh so really i only just realized that yes fees is court so like that's if you file an application you file your divorce filing fees filing your um consent orders paying for your hearing fees fees. but cost is paying the lawyer yes or all the other people that are involved. Right. Now, Mum, that is terrifying. Give me a ballpark figure. What's an average price for someone who comes to you but stays out of court and settles, maybe goes to mediation, Hmm. put you on the spot? It does. I think that there's several questions. Sometimes, let's just say there's minimal negotiations and not coming to me. Okay, so this is... (laughs) Because Mum's too tiring. Yes. But 
if they go to a lawyer and they end up with consent orders after maybe four or five letters backwards and forwards, so reasonably amicable, doesn't get all to a mediation. It mm. sorts out. Oh, so no mediation. It could yep. be like three and a half, five thousand dollars to okay. get that far. If it can't be resolved by just a couple of letters and it has to go to mediation, mm-hmm. then you're looking at the mediator's fees. Mm. And they will be about three thousand a day, or between two and three thousand dollars a day, more in some some states than others. You'll split that cost with your ex, though. Right. But then, when you go to mediation, you take your lawyer with you, and some people take their barrister. Some people take two barristers, and all the prep work that and goes all with the it. preparation that goes with that. And so, I think a mediation up to the end of mediation could be about six to eight thousand. If it goes all day, okay, you know, you're paying a lawyer all day. Okay, and then after mediation, that doesn't work. So they've got no. to, they've got that, they tried that. How much would it cost then to say maybe file in court, go to the first, whatever you call it, the first yeah, return, return date. and then and then it settles? It's about three and a half to five thousand again. Okay. It depends on the other side. Yeah. How many issues are still in dispute? Yeah, and what they what they've got to say. Okay, but what? Okay, and then let's do the big doozy first. Say they've used you as a first class lawyer, not you, but somebody mm-hmm. else, and they've gone the whole way through. They've done the whole shebang, and they've had to do a three day trial. Mm-hmm. I've heard some horror stories. Okay, but I would have thought somewhere around eighty thousand dollars. All right, because, yeah, $80,000 is pretty... It's a bit modest. Modest because we've had people on the the, oh. the member chat say that they've spent 200000 250000 I know someone who spent 750000 Like, that's insane. And it's still not finished. And, yes, so, so really what we're trying to point out is even though those costs... Sorry, costs are for the lawyers. So we looked at it and it's like $2.50 for photocopying and all of those things. That all can add up every single time there's a drama. Absolutely. Right. So how do we hack that? How do our listeners hack this giant, insane amount of dollars? <sighs> One, ask for a bill every week. Yeah. So you can see how how they're charging mm-hmm. and, and what it's costing you. Two, I think send only one email a week when you absolutely have to. If you send an email, you contain the time because you don't, you know, it's just usually one unit to read an email. Mm-hmm. You can put four or five issues in it. So I'd have a draft one done, keep it in drafts, add to it from time to time, send it all at once. Mm. Uh, the second thing, do some of it yourself. So the step in, step out mm-hmm. approach. What do we call it? Choose and use your lawyer. Yes. Mm. That that episode will be coming up, how to choose and use your lawyer. Yes. So definitely listen to that episode when it comes out because the step-in, step-out approach can save you a lot of money. It can. Yes. Uh, also, educate yourself so that your lawyer isn't spending time answering your questions about the law generally. And I guess you can do that through our course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very good way of doing it. I, I love it when a client's done research. Yeah. I like talking to our members because yeah. they always know. <laughs> they always... It, they're so educated. So then you're 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 not telling them the law generally because they know that you're focusing on how the law applies to their case. Mm. So I think uh, sometimes you might ask unnecessary questions or instruct your lawyer to do stuff that he's going to have to do later or she's going to have to do anyway or you might be querying why a document was done. Mm. If you educate yourself, 
you know why the document was well, done. We had a, a lady write in and said, thanks to this podcast, she was stuck. Remember that was one of the reviews that we oh, got? Yes. She was stuck and they were fighting and battling it out in court and she thought she deserved a certain ma- amount of percentage. But then finally, after educating herself, she realised, oh, actually, legally, when you look at the facts, she probably doesn't deserve that percentage and she probably wasted a fair amount of time fighting yes. it. So if you're not educated and and in this in this area, which sounds like a boring thing to do, but it's not that hard to just to look at what the, the rules are and listen mm. to this podcast or do the course. Then you go, oh, okay, well, I'm. it's like you're asking your mum for Christmas for a pony when you don't understand that there's no bloody way you're going to get a pony because there's no stables and she hasn't got a bazillion dollars. And it saves you waking up on Christmas morning or at the end, at of, the the end trial, of a trial. Very disappointing. No pony but spent a lot of yes. money. Yeah. That's when a you funny could've... analogy. Well, I guess. If Did you, you want a pony? Did, no. But if you go to the judge and say, I want a unicorn, the judge is obviously going to say no, but do you want to spend that much money to find out? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a good idea to make sure you're educated. And and like you said, Mum, when they go to, the, to a meeting with you, if they have done some of the prep work, they've got their chronology, they've, you know, they've done a lot of their disclosure themselves, that is going to save bucket loads because it's the disclosure that you always say is what that really is- runs a, a bill down. And and we've talked about it. People run out of money before they need money. Yeah. They run out of money before they run out of the case. Yes. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it's, yeah. They pay a lot. Um, disclosure is a big thing that sucks the money out of you. Mm. And I don't know that anyone, everyone, I don't know that everyone quite understands why they do it. And so they're really just trying to complete the set. It's Mm, like collecting mm, cards. mm. Oh, I need this one to complete the set. You do, but what's that achieve? You're just having a sticky bit maybe at what the other side's doing. Um, But does that particular document, would that change what you can ask for or ultimately receive? So. If your lawyer gets into that sort of thing and you you get your bill and you see they're having a real field day about disclosure. Yeah, and sending out $50 letters all the time. Yeah, and sending it out one at a time yeah. so everyone's allowed it, where instead of putting it all together, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, then you might think about what can you do. You might be able to list all, get all your disclosure in a Dropbox yeah. and send them the link so they yeah. don't have to do it. And yeah, we'll show you how to do it. that in the course. Yeah. So you can do that stuff yourself. Then you're not paying a lawyer $250 an hour to do something that you could have done before you even walked in the room. Mm. Or their staff yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so there's a lot that you can do to streamline the process. Your lawyer will love you. Now, I promised everyone we would talk about how to dispute the fees. Oh. And I know you don't want to, like, shoot lawyers in the feet oh, I don't um, but what what can people do if they are just like this is ridiculous and i'll put in the show notes the 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 schedule of costs that we were referring to that's from the federal circuit family court of australia but what can people do okay so what they yeah. should do is tell their um lawyer to give them an itemized account mm-hmm. so some lawyers give a lump sum money account so you know they they say oh you know your fee for this week was $1,212 and you go what so just ask for an itemized account and they must give you one right so and then you can have a look and you will remember you keep track if you ring a lawyer stop the call before six minutes Mm. just before six minutes so you don't get bleeding over into the second six minutes Mm. Uh, if you're writing to them, as we said, keep it yeah narrow. Uh, so if you've kept your records, you might argue how long a call co- took. Mm. But really, um, if they are, if you've signed a private agreement 
then it's really a matter for the law society. Right. If you can't, in each state, if you can't resolve the issue with your lawyer individually, then it's Contact easy. the law society so, in your state. So if you're working for, with an employed solicitor and you've kept track of what you've sent and you've kept track of how long the phone calls are and hopefully everyone listening will have their own um, own uh, email address yep. for this, like we're telling us to do in the course, um, then you can go to their boss write a letter to the principal of the firm, you will have got a notice about if you dispute the cost, this is the person you can call directly. Oh, okay. So so straight to the partner, the- yep, straight to the boss. And if they're not happy, with, you know, don't satisfy you, then you go to the Law Society. Okay. And they will uh, usually adjudicate through it. There's mediation and energy. Brilliant. Okay. So okay. that's contact your local so- law society. Make sure you've checked and you've, you've contacted the principal of the firm as well if you've got problems with it. Keep your own records. Like we've always said, have your own uh, email address. But uh, just in a rundown of these things, or you want to mention? Uh, one more thing. Yeah. If there is the unicorn-type lawyer who is only charging at scale costs, then that can be dealt with by the court. So you can go in if there's been a cost order against you or to the other person on scale fees, then that gets handled by the court. So you go in and you you get the registrar to work out what the fees are. There's a process there. It's on the website. But generally, it's between you and your lawyer. Ultimately, then, oh, and then next step, you and their boss, if they're not the boss, and then you are you and the law society who will intervene and have a look at the costs and make an assessment. But just keep track of them so it doesn't suddenly mount up and and you end up at the end of a case with a $200,000 bill or a $100,000 bill. Mm. I, I think one of the saddest phrases that I heard about costs was one lady came to me and it was years ago. She said, I've spent $120,000 and three years and no outcome yet. Oh, what? Are, where else would you do that? Yeah, that's silly. It's really hard in the moment. And we've got lots of episodes where we talk about the, the weighing up the costs and the benefits of going through this kind of thing. Some people, you know, do get caught up in it, but other people, they need to do this. So make sure you're looking at how much money is in the property pool, how much money are you going to spend in costs, and how much can you do yourself to save yourself some of that hassle. Yep. But, Mum, I think the great tips that anyone's listening today could take away is find a lawyer near your court. At least you could cut down that <laughs> fee. Make sure they're paperless or as paperless as can be because you don't want that photocopying fees. Try and talk to the secretary if it's just a short thing that doesn't need to be a lawyer to have a chat with. Ask for a bill each week. Send an email once a week. Collate all your stuff together. Don't just fire off emails every day because you'll be charged for that. And educate yourself so that you know you know, you know, what is the cost and what is your cost agreement with your lawyer? What, what are you going to be charged when you walk into this room? And why are you doing what you're doing? Ask yourself that. What, if a lawyer is asking you to do something or they're saying, or oh, we have to do this, make sure you understand why. Yep. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? And don't be afraid to challenge a lawyer yep. because if, if they've got a reason, they'll explain it to mm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we will add the schedule of fees, the boogeyman light, I'm mm-hmm. going to call it, to the show notes if you're interested in having a look at that. Uh, if you have come to the end of this episode and listened the whole way through, my hat is off to you because that was a nightmare. And I know uh, if anyone hasn't gone to court yet or hasn't seen a lawyer yet, it doesn't necessarily ever end up this big. You can just go and see the lawyer to find out where you stand and that's it. You can do that first and, and that's it. You don't have to sign your life away no, for the rest of this. That's right. 
And we will do an episode for those people who can't afford a lawyer. We have got a podcast episode that says, I can't afford a lawyer. What can I do? I will put that in the show notes as well if this is you and you can't afford a lawyer Mm. Uh, because we have lots of other ways that you can get around this. But Can I put a bit of a plug in for the course? Yes. So a lot of people, we thought when we prepared, we created our DIY divorce blueprint, we thought it would be for people who are representing themselves. Mm. And uh, we're surprised that actually some of it's for people representing themselves, but people who've got lawyers are finding it useful for being able to learn how to educate themselves, keep their costs, keep down. their costs down, do some of the work themselves, mm-hmm. and just have keep track. Mm. So, and that's another way that you can keep your costs down. Yeah, you don't want your lawyer to have to explain the law to you mm. because that's not lawyer work. Like two hundred fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, you I can don't read it so. from somewhere <laughs> if it was just collated. That's yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. it's really two fifty an hour is very modest. Yeah. It really is. Yes. So all right. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Mum, for sharing your horrible boogeyman stories <laughs> with us. And we wish everybody the best. It's not all doom and gloom. There are many happy stories out there, guys. So yes. stick with us and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Mum. Thank you, Laura. Bye, everyone. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.